Today, management can run the organization from anywhere, even without leaving the comfort of their home. But unfortunately, you are only as slow as your internet connection and computer. While technology makes the tactics of doing your jobs much more manageable, leadership isn't getting easier. In fact, technology might be making being an effective leader harder when you don't have that human touch. And if you want to inspire real people behind those screens, you will have to go further than before. Respect doesn't come from the size of your salary, your fancy job title, or your company perks, but in your morals, values, and principles being displayed consistently. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi, my name is Kirby Ingalls, and you're listening to the True Success Podcast. My goal is to help you find true success by helping you live a rich and satisfying life, a life of happiness and meaning, and becoming a pillar of your community. This podcast is designed to inspire you to write a new narrative, revolutionize the way we live, and create a ripple effect that resonates with future generations. How often do you see management walking around the office? Rare, isn't it? Management tends to tuck away into their corner offices and unless they have a meeting to attend, you might see them poke their head out of that molehill. This means they don't build relationships or develop social connections with those who they serve. They just make appearances at meetings and sign off on those reports. As a result, management will never understand the business of how work can be improved until they lead from their feet and not from their seat. It's time to be present and engage with those who are making things happen. You see, I learned and did this after a mentor gave me some similar advice halfway through my military career. I wanted to know everything about the organization when I got there. And so I left the office behind and got to know the people on my staff and those whom we served. I took them out to lunch, helped new personnel coming on board, make some adjustments, sponsored their transitions, and got into the field, talked with our customers and clients, and much, much more. This type of personal management doesn't mean doing someone else's job. If you get too dug in right alongside your people, you might end up accidentally taking away their autonomy and their creativity or making those decisions that are theirs. That leaves the team with only menial tasks and disempowering them. They will lose purpose and meaning as well as ownership over their jobs. Leaders need to lead. After all, they are also leaders. Management has to find the balance between working with their people and giving them their space, 
Which leads to another tool that we have, communication. Leaders have numerous forms of medium to communicate across the globe, not just face-to-face. And if you can't meet physically, you can connect with your team on video, through audio, or a text-based platform. However, with the ability to work in multiple time zones at once, this also presents a set of challenges. So how do you ensure your team fully understands the guidance you're sending? I'd love to hear your thoughts. And you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Kirby hyphenated Ingles and click the message button below the show description. And you'll find that button on the right side. Or you can just shoot me an email at Kirby at KirbyIngles.com. And I might play or even read your message on the air after I receive it. Strategies for clear communication date back to ancient times. But the best is to use examples that illustrate your points. Facts are easier to digest when you present them with an example. It it just isn't data anymore. And the receiver has something real and tangible that is coupled with personal experience. For example, imagine you are sending a message about taking responsibility and ownership. You'll need to define, explain, and set a clear set of expectations. You could highlight that another teammate may have to stay later if others aren't considerate of their deadlines and completing their work in a timely and effective manner. And that just may be all the purpose and meaning one may need to step up to the plate. Written and verbal communication skills may be essential. However, speaking face-to-face and in going one step further and being physically present and not just on videos is the best way. There is just no substitute for being in the presence of others physically. We've seen that it isn't always possible to meet in person, even with a global pandemic. The way we do business is always evolving and is always in a constant change. So give your digital messages a human touch because we're probably not going backwards. And over the years, I've actually fallen in love with the handwritten messages and notes and other ways to capture information. But I do this by leveraging an app called Evernote. It's a digital note-taking app that I use in my personal and professional life. And I can upload those documents into my account on my iPhone, my Mac, and iPad, and they sync across the different platforms and preserve them, search for them. And there are a lot of other benefits to this note-taking app. I'll drop an affiliate link into the app in the show notes. And with the purchase of a one-year premium membership, I earn points. And I've been a user since December of 2011, and that's almost 10 years. And I wouldn't recommend it unless I thought it was a powerful tool. So I'm utilizing the best of both analog and digital over the last 10 years. And then maybe take the time and write a personal note. You could scan it and send it to somebody. 
This costs a lot less than a stamp, an envelope, and maybe save you a trip to the post office. These little extra steps go a lot further and make a huge splash. A lot of people will respond, and a bit of warmth creates a nice ripple effect. And so I've shared with you a great product that I've used for 10 years. But imagine if your company creates a product and selected you to lead this opportunity. You need to assemble a team to produce, market, and sell it. What's the next step? First, you might want people to feel like they're on a team by getting them in the same room together. Teams are made up of individuals and they don't necessarily feel like a team when they're first formed. However, when they actually start meeting and getting to know each other, building relationships and social connections, they begin to create a flow. You are there to unite them under one flag for the same common goal. The first meeting won't be your last. After that, this new team will have to meet several times to flush out new ideas, make changes along the way, report on progress, and work through problem sets together. And there are going to be three types of people who attend your meetings. Players, haters, and parasites. See, players, they want to be there. And haters don't. And the parasites, well... They're there to attach themselves to a host and feed off of everyone's success. Wow, you're thinking, that was kind of harsh. But reality and truth will set you free. Unfortunately, it's not all unicorns and rainbows out there. As much as I hope everyone has the best intentions, and some of our brothers and sisters are a bit misguided. And so sometimes, a little candor, can go a long way. Your best meetings are when you have more players who want to contribute their knowledge, skills, and resources to win the game. And if you want to make sure they are in it for the long haul, you're going to have to keep your meetings as short as possible and get them back out there doing what they do best. Execute and produce. And that means you need to prepare an agenda and only focus on essential issues. Everything isn't crucial and not everything should be a priority. Players might lose interest if it means having to listen to pointless discussions about things and stuff that they're not interested in. And so keep your meetings clear, concise, to the point, and organized. Short meetings ensure everyone stays on point and productive. And it'll be appealing to everyone invited. The haters and the parasites, they just might turn into players. And because being a great leader is about getting things done, it's not about morals, principles, or values, right? Wrong. You won't become a leader because you had a great idea. Instead, you will need a reliable process for driving that idea forward and into existence. Jerome Weisner 
a former president at MIT, represents my point here. When Jerome was a young physicist for the Manhattan Project, a project which developed the atomic bomb during World War II, Jerome observed the devastation of war. He aimed to foster world peace and integrate the arts into the sciences at MIT. So Jerome's principles transformed him into a leader. He was so faithful to them that he began managing efforts to accomplish them. He was a principal voice in the global dialogue on nuclear arms. Good ideas are essential to becoming a leader, but they don't make you a leader. Consistent principles, morals, and values do. Your beliefs shouldn't only guide you in your profession. If you want to be a great leader, you must show them the rest of your life. Leaders get several benefits from their positions and organizations. For example, some have a private car with a driver, a mansion, special dining club membership, and other privileges. And some refuse these privileges. Why would they do that? Well, imagine a parent fighting to pay for a child's expenses today during a global pandemic. Ask me how she might feel if she saw a member of the organization that she worked for getting those kinds of flashy perks when tens of thousands of people are being laid off by that company. Well, I grew up in a single parent home in the 80s and 90s watching some of the same things go on. So I understand how some mothers and children struggle today. You barely have a penny, and so your son may have to go and scrub dishes at the age of 14 years old in the back of a restaurant just to make ends meet, just like me. And so I've used that personal example growing up in Jerome's as a guideline for myself since then. I'm very careful to think about how my image comes off. I know that using privileges would go against what I believe in. And so I'm careful to kind of stay close to those same things and situations that remind myself of my roots and not take advantage or fall prey to greed and money. Case in point, my wife recently made a portrait of my grandfather and my five children that sits behind me and I can look into it as I do Zoom calls with clients and members. And that really does remind me of the hard work and the labor and the struggles and the challenges that my family had to go through so we could get to where we are at today. And it's just a simple reminder like that. Another one of these things that we do here is we dedicate, or I dedicate, my time to organizations like CASA. See, CASA volunteers are individuals from all walks of life who speak up for a child's best interest in court. A CASA volunteer is the judge's eyes and ears, and they're the voice of the child. You are not a foster parent. You are a voice, making a real difference at a critical turning point in a child's life. And you might be the only consistent person in that child's life from month to month and week to week. So don't forget, at the end of each day, 
you are still a human being. People are shaped by their circumstances. And so your team is your temperature on human reality. And when you start to rise above, people will respect you if you still live by your principles, morals, and values. Leading by doing is a powerful method. A great leader, though, is nothing without a great team. Leadership isn't an individual sport. It's a team sport. You need the team that supports your vision, that will go to war for you, that will help you achieve worthy goals. And so how do you earn their support? Great leaders respect the people they serve and work for them. The best leaders go out of the way to show people they value them. So how do you embrace these concepts of displaying value? You might surprise someone by inviting them to dinner and preparing all the food yourself. Speak to others about how thankful you are to have your staff because you know they're the ones behind the progress. You want to represent your gratitude to keep their respect. You might also maintain their respect by recognizing and apologizing for your errors and blunders that affect them. Unfortunately, you won't find many leaders doing this publicly today. And in fact, a military leader once apologized to me for being a bit hostile during an outreach event when I engaged them for support. And after he went into the store, and then came back out. He pulled me to the side to apologize for his behavior. And then asked me not to tell anyone. Don't do this. Admit your mistakes publicly. It shows you're a human being and you have some humility. Even past presidents, for example, have apologized to the public several times. Some have regretted making jokes, which they realized ostracized a group of people. And sometimes a handwritten letter of apology can go a long way with your signature at the bottom. You can't constantly be right, even as a leader. But if you admit mistakes, people will respect you. When you become a leader... Don't forget where you came from. Live by your morals, your values, and those principles. Connect with people in a personal way to build social connections and relationships. Communicate clearly, concisely, to the point. Be organized and keep those meetings short. And of all things, remember, respect is not a guarantee. Be someone that inspires people to fulfill their full potential and impact the lives and the world we live in. Now it's up to you to put all this information into action. Please check out the links in the show notes and support us by smashing that like button. Leave a comment or review on whatever platform you might be listening to. Now go out and share this story forward. My name is Kirby Ingalls, and I appreciate you listening 
honor your service to others and love the impact you are creating. I'll see you next time. Thank you.